heading into the 2022 season as defending Super Bowl champions, why the Rams might have two very different wide receiver groups. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, your team every single day. My name is Travis Rogers. You can follow me on Twitter under my name at Travis Rogers, of course, at Locked on Rams as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked on Rams podcast channel and, of course, our YouTube channel as well, Locked on Rams on YouTube, so you can look at me while I drop all of these amazing little nuggets about the Rams Along the way, I, of course, host the Rams pregame and postgame show on their flagship station right here in Los Angeles, ESPN LA 710. So let's get right to it. Something that we, we were talking with Kirk Morrison earlier this week and talking about the wide receiver group and who may come back and who may not come back and who will be available when. And it dawned on me that the Rams are going to have a couple of different wide receiver groups at two different points in this season. So they're going to have the one that really will make the blood run cold of your opponents later in the season, probably. But the group that's going to start the season is probably going to look very, very different than the group that you're probably thinking of right now. That when you think of the Rams wide receivers, who are the three names that pop in your head right away, right? Of course, Cooper Cup, who's coming off of the Super Bowl MVP. He was absolutely amazing along the way. So you know that he's going to be great um, again, presumably. So he's going to be there at the beginning. Beyond that, though, it gets pretty cloudy as to who's going to be available when. Think about it. Robert Woods is dealing with a major knee injury. He will not be available until at some point during the regular season. Probably if if it takes a year, which these injuries typically do, he comes back somewhere around the middle of the year. Odell Beckham Jr., if it takes a year, misses the entire year, maybe he comes back towards the end of the year if he's able to heal very, very quickly, do his rehab very, very quickly, and he's one of those guys that's just lucky and heals really quickly. So those guys, best-case scenario, are available late in the season. So the three-headed monster of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Odell Beckham, which will keep defensive coordinators up at night, is probably not going to be available to you until November at the best, maybe even beyond that, maybe even into December, depending on, A, if Odell Beckham comes back at all, we don't know if he will or not yet, and and whether or not Robert Woods is able to have a full recovery and ready to go on time there. So let's put that aside for a second. Who is going to be the other two guys to start the season? Now, obviously, as I mentioned, Cooper Cup is your number one guy. Beyond that, you have to imagine that Van Jefferson is going to get an opportunity to get a lot of balls his way early in the season because Van Jefferson Van Jefferson had a really interesting season. He had moments where he was very good. There's that great moment that went viral with him and Sean McVay after he caught a long touchdown pass. And uh, Jefferson says to McVay, you know, thank you so much for believing in me. It was, it was a really heartfelt, warm moment. You could tell that wasn't just football player and, and, and football coach kind of saying, you know, okay, you ran the right route. The ball was thrown the right time. You caught it, touchdown. Hey, yay for us. It was a sincere emotional moment between two guys that Jefferson, you could tell, was probably having some moments of a uh, crisis of confidence, if you will, and trying to think whether or not he was going to be the player that he's hoping to be. And Sean McVay kept saying, no, no, it's going to happen for you. We're going to find a way to get you the ball. We're going to find a way to get you in the end zone. We're going to find a way to make you the player that I think you can be. And then it finally happened, and it's the, the whole thank you for believing in me and the I love you man moment. 
So he obviously is going to be a big part of that. I think that in the first part of the season that you th- think about what Van Jefferson was able to do for this team this year, because there was so much attention paid to Woods and Cup and ultimately Beckham by the end of the season, that he was oftentimes matched up in, in a pretty good spot, that he was getting a more favorable matchup than not when it comes to the opposition's defensive backs. He's getting their probably their worst guy on a regular basis, and he took advantage of it. He caught a lot of passes, especially early in games when they were really trying to limit Cup, really trying to limit Woods and Beckham. Dan Jefferson would have opportunities kind of all over the field right there. So he's going to get that, but he's going to have a very different defender on him because Cup obviously will draw the number one guy more often than not. But after that, Van Jefferson might be their number two guy. So that's going to look very different early in the season, having him as your number two. Number three, of course, is totally up in the air. Do you go into free agency? Do you draft a wide receiver? Do you try to implement Tutu Atwell into your offense at some point? Now, we'll talk about him coming up later in the show. I want to break down some of the Rams draft picks from last season, who did well, who did not do well, and where they entirely were during that 2021 draft class. But that, we'll come up to that in a second. But maybe Atwell is one of those guys that you can get to. Maybe Ben Skoranek, who was kind of a part of what they were doing at the end of the year, surprisingly enough, could he slide into that third role? That's a possibility as well course the question about their their tight end situation who's going to be back who's going to be available do you draft one do you have Bryson Hopkins as your guy does Tyler Higby come back on a new deal does he leave in free agency there's a lot of combinations of events and all of that is going to be impacted very early in the season because the two guys and I'm, I'm putting Beckham in this conversation at this point just because he's going to be one of those two guys assuming he comes back for the first what half of the season you could see a situation where it is Matthew Stafford, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, and we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see if they, because not that Cooper Cup isn't going to get open no matter what. He's proven, we saw in the Super Bowl, everybody in SoFi Stadium knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup. He still found a way to get open. But a season's worth of that, I don't know what that's going to look like. They're going to have to find options two, three, four in the receiving group and the tight end group that can take a little bit of that pressure off of. Cooper Cup because Woods isn't there, Beckham isn't there. So that's the first half of the season. The second half of the season, though, and again, this this is being optimistic. This is best-case scenario, right? The best-case scenario is if both Woods and Beckham make a full recovery, and if Beckham decides that he wants to stay in Los Angeles, and if he can get healthy enough in, in, a, in a short enough time to come back, that's a very different thing. That, that's a very different dynamic. That's a wide receiver group that's probably the best one in football. So what it looks like at the beginning of the season and how effective it is and what Matthew Stafford's numbers may or may not look like, what Cooper Cup's numbers may or may not look like, might not be the greatest indication of how they're going to play ultimately at the end of the line. This could be one of these, hey, let's ease into the season and not ease into it in a, hey, we'll take our time. We'll take away. We'll just we'll kind of half speed this thing. But we don't have our guys. We don't have the full complements of players. And this is life in the NFL, right? We've talked about this a million times. You have what you have. Nobody cares who's not there. Nobody cares who is there. You just got to play with what you have. That's that's life in that league. But once that guy, once those guys do come back, and there's no question in my mind that Woods and Beckham are hardworking guys. They're going to do the rehab. They're going to do everything they can to try to get back on that field as quickly as possible. Woods, Beckham, and Cup as your three wide receivers, how do you defend that? Who, who would you like to put your worst guy on among those three players? Good luck. Because if Robert Woods gets a favorite matchup, he's going to eat you alive. If, if if Odell Beckham Jr. is getting a favorable matchup, he is going to eat you alive. 
I don't think Cooper Cup is ever going to get the best matchup because he's the best wide receiver on the team. So I think he's always going to get probably the number one priority coming out of that. But let's just say that Beckham and Woods are just cooking one day and just running you over and just smashing you left and right. Now what do you do? Take him off and put him, put him over there. Now Cooper Cup gets the favorable matchup. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this breaks down over the course of the season between the first, maybe not even halves. It might be like three-quarter, one-quarter kind of deal. But that final quarter when you get everybody back and knowing that Woods knows the system, knowing that Beckham knows the system, and you can just slide those guys right in there like that, I think that's a very interesting thing. It's something that may may, may really play out towards this. Now, they got to stay in it. they got to make sure that they're in a playoff position, and I think they will. I think the defense will be good enough. I think Stafford is good enough to win some games in, in situations like that. But by the time you get to the playoffs, by the time you're going to push for a division championship, to for a conference championship, obviously, and then, you know, lucky enough, if you get back to a Super Bowl situation, you should have your full complement of players. The Rams are going to be as explosive as they've ever been. Okay, so as mentioned, I want to go through the Rams 2021 draft class. They had eight draft picks. Let's talk about how these guys did in their rookie seasons, who they need to get more out of going forward, who may have impressed a little bit along the way. We will start with the offense. That is coming up next. But even though football season is over, we're always going to talk a little football here, right? Basketball season is in full steam, both pro basketball, college basketball, all your latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach might land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to anything else that you may be into and want information on. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It also is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's go to the offensive side of the ball and who the Rams drafted in 2021 and what that's going to look like, right? And what that, uh, you know, what, what did you get right? What did you get wrong? And how do you improve going into this draft? Because we know the Rams don't have a pick in the top 100. The Rams will not have a pick except for a compensatory third round pick uh, that they're going to get. So they're going to be waiting around for a while. Now, they can, there's always the, the the opportunities to move. There are always the opportunities to move back, right? They may actually end up picking even further down the draft than they are right now, but time will tell. So let's kind of go through this 2021 class, which was widely considered uh, one of the weaker ones in the NFL. I saw one grade that had them 31st out of 32. Only the Seahawks had less of, of an impact with their draft class last year. But let's kind of go through it. And let's start with the offensive players. Let's start with Tutu Atwell, who was the Rams' first pick last year uh, out of Louisville. Wide receiver, small guy. Did not play much at all. He was a special team guy early in the season. Uh, did not record an offensive statistic. Did not catch a pass during the regular season. Did not run the ball during the regular season. Had a handful of kick returns, punt returns, and whatnot. But really kind of a minimal impact uh, on the team this year. And then got hurt about halfway through. And that was it. And we never saw him again after that. Um, I think generally speaking, for your number one pick, not, not a first round pick, but for the Rams' number one pick, their first pick in the draft in the second round last year, for him to have offered as little as he did, I think was probably a pretty big disappointment. It, it, when you're the Rams and you have eschewed all of your first round picks, all of your generally speaking high picks, you're going to have to make sure that those second and third and fourth round guys start to hit, especially the number one guy that you're going to pick in that situation. Atwell did not hit. They're, they're, you can spin it however you want. 
it wasn't hit. Now, like I mentioned in the previous segment, make sure this is why you got to subscribe to Locked on Rams so you can get every segment, every single day, everything you need to know about the Rams. Click the subscribe button. Do it right now. But like I mentioned, maybe he can come back during the beginning part of next season when Woods is still rehabbing, when Beckham is still rehabbing, if he decides to come back and, and, and earn himself some opportunities. I think it's a possibility. I think that they're certainly going to try to make something work for him because you don't spend that kind of draft capital on a player and then after one season that's injury riddled, decide to move on from it. But generally speaking, Tutu Atwell's rookie season, kind of a wash. It really did not work out the way that you would like it to. Now, Jacob Harris is their next offensive player that they drafted. They drafted him in the fourth round. Uh, he was mostly a special teamer early in the season. He ends up getting hurt. So kind of a kind of a wash right there too, right? A fourth round pick, offensive player, doesn't play a lot, special team mostly, and then gets injured. Not a ton of impact from for your first two offensive picks, a second rounder, a 2-2 Atwell, and a fourth rounder in Jacob Harris. Now, the next one, Jake Funk, was a seventh round pick, a running back. Um, he actually was kind of sort of a little bit a part of what they were doing early in the season. But once Sony Michelle got fully up to speed, once he started to take over, and certainly once Cam Akers had come back into the fold and was a regular part of what they were doing towards the end of the season, not a ton of opportunities for him there either. Special teams play along the way. He got injured as well. So, again, another offensive player, the third one that we've mentioned right here, that really didn't impact the way that you would hope it would. So I think with him probably too, you might have been – now again, this is a seventh-round pick, so there's, there's a little bit more leeway of your expectations and what you might think coming into that one but again not exactly what you want now their last offensive pick is actually the guy that probably gave them the most production during the entire season and that's wide receiver Ben Skoranek Skoranek played important parts of this season um you wouldn't have expected him to right we talked about all the wide receiver depth that this team had this team had Deshaun Jackson at the beginning of the year obviously Woods and Cup they have Van Jefferson who was coming back for a second year they drafted Tutu Atwell with their number two pick overall you ultimately end up getting Odell Beckham Jr that is a lot of talent and draft capital at that one position Ben Skoranek is a seventh round guy you're thinking probably won't play that much if he even makes the team he did and he played and he was important that this was a guy that was a regular on special teams. This is a guy that had to fill in kind of in a quasi-tight end role towards the end of the season because guys started to get hurt and whatnot. And not only was he on the roster, the active roster, he played in every playoff game. He played in the Super Bowl. He caught passes. He was on the field doing important things. So of all of the Rams' offensive draft picks, Ben Skoranek was the guy, seventh rounder too, was probably the guy that you feel best about. Certainly the best as far as return goes, where you were drafted and the impact that he had on the team. But as far as as just being out there and being available and playing important snaps and important games, Skoranek just dwarfs the rest of the field in this situation. He was a guy that you wouldn't have thought might even get, suit up during a regular season game as a seventh rounder, regular special teamer, and, a, and a, I don't want to say a vital contributor to the offense, but a contributor. They needed him. They needed another body in that situation in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl in particular, and Skoranek did a good job filling in right there. Now, maybe his future is at tight end. Maybe they needed him to put on some weight. Maybe they're going to need to add some depth at that position. We'll talk about that moving forward over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for the draft on Locked on Rams. But that's a guy that can kind of a swing guy that could kind, kind of maybe go a couple of different ways. Whether you need him to line up as a wide receiver, a tight end, he's a very valuable piece, and I think the Rams hit a home run with him right there all the way down in the seventh round. So four guys picked in the first round, or I should say on, in, on the offensive side of the ball in the 2021 draft. One of them hit pretty well in Skoranek, modestly speaking. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who came in and took over the league, but 
you play, you play in the Super Bowl, you make catches, that, that, that's a successful pick. The other three guys, not so much. Tutu Atwell is the one that really kind of drags the average of the thing down. When you're the second pick or you're the, the second round pick, the number one pick for the team, uh, and you really don't make any significant impact at all, you get hurt. And, and look, I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but I hope that I'm wrong that a man that size playing in the NFL is going to be a challenge. He's just not a big man. He is a very small and very fast and, and elusive, but every single time he took a hit, you would hold your breath. So I don't know if that's going to be something that he has to deal with on a regular basis moving forward, if that's just his lot in the NFL, that he's a small guy that's going to take some hits. But they're going to have to find a way to get something out of him because because the Rams don't have first-round draft picks, those second-round picks become more and more valuable, and he just did not hit at all. He's going to have to have a much better second season than he did in a first season. Okay, so that's the offensive side. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. That is coming up next. But first, we're into January. I should say we're out of January. We're out of February. We're into March, right? Are you still staying strong? Are you still making good choices with your food? It's hard. I know. I get it. I struggle with it too. But why not put a couple of built Bars into the rotation? Why not decide to take out some of that bad stuff that you have that you eat on a regular basis and add built Bars? They are low-calorie. They are high-protein. And you know that junk that you grab? Get rid of that stuff and put built Bars, where whether it's your desk, your car, the cabinet at home, wherever you hide your little snacks, right? Built Bars, replace them. They're just better. They're just better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, and they're not great calories either. Built Bars are 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net, far, uh, net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which means you're full, which means you feel good, which means you're not going to go eat a bunch of other stuff along the way. And a built Bar... They're all about the taste. They make it taste great first, and then they figure out how to make it healthy, and it's a good choice. And the scientists, those guys, they know how to do that. I don't know how they do that, but they know how to do that. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Okay, so there's the offensive side. Let's go to the defensive side. Let me tell you one more time how much I appreciate you listening to Locked on Rams. My name is Travis Rogers. Your first listen every day. Click that subscribe button. Very, very important, both on the podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, and, of course, on our Locked On YouTube channel. Just do that for me. It'll make everybody happy. You'll be happier. Get Locked On Rams every single day. Okay, so we're going through the Rams 2021 draft class. The offensive uh, draft class had four players drafted. Three of them had either no impact or very, very minimal impact. Ben Skoranek being the exception, seventh-round wide receiver, who actually got on the field as a special teamer, who got on the field as a wide receiver, played through all the playoffs, played in the, the Super Bowl. So he is the one guy out of the four that I think could probably feel pretty good about his rookie season. As for the defensive side, um, they had much better luck there. They, they, they had much better luck picking players that made an impact in their, uh, their, their, their first season in the NFL. Let's start with uh, Ernest Jones, right? Ernest Jones was their first defensive player picked in the third round. Um, he was very, very good. He did not play a ton at the beginning of the season, but once they made the trade for Kenny Young, and they sent Kenny Young to Denver, and, and really it was kind of an opportunity to clear some space to bring in Von Miller ultimately. But Ernest Young, or excuse me, Ernest Jones became a starter at that point forward. He basically was a starter for half of the season along the way. He had seven tackles in the Super Bowl. He had a sack in the Super Bowl. That is a that that is a home run grand slam. Maybe he's not a pro bowler. Maybe he wasn't a starter from day one. But you get a player as a rookie that's playing in the Super Bowl, that's recording sacks in the Super Bowl, that is making multiple tackles in the Super Bowl, that you can have out there on the field game in and game out for half the season, that is a home run pick. 
didn't come. And, and this is the secret sauce to a lot of what the Rams do is they're able to have guys that can come in and be starters or major contributors without having to be first round picks, without having to be pro bowlers, without having to be a guy that you give away a million picks to go acquire and then cross your fingers and hope that it happens. That's not what this is. This is a guy that was picked about where you would expect him to get picked and comes in and makes an impact almost right away. So Ernest Jones, a very good defensive pick for them. The next pick that they had a fourth rounder, defensive lineman Bobby Brown, didn't is a special team. I should say, yeah, special team guy most of the year did not play a whole bunch along the way, was not a regular part of what they do. So, he's a guy that's probably a depth guy. He's a guy that maybe you use um, going forward. Maybe he's somebody that you hope to develop. So, by the time you get into a situation where they've been in the program for a little while and you have to call on them, a Bryson Hopkins, for instance, and all of a sudden they're ready to go, maybe that's the situation for Bobby Brown. Their next fourth round pick on the defensive side, they had they had three fourth round picks last year. Brown, uh, we already mentioned Jacob Harris and their other one, Robert Rochelle, the cornerback. He was another one that was very, it was a very pleasant surprise for the Rams along the way. He was a starter for about the middle third of the season, right? Weeks five through 10, he was a starter. Darius Williams goes down, he goes in there, and he probably would have hold, held on to that job for the rest of the season had he not gotten hurt and gone down and needed to get healthy again. So, any, and again, th think about the position that we're talking about. And we spent a little bit of time talking about this on Locked on Rams about how the Rams need to get better in the secondary. This is one of the guys that can help them get better in the secondary with a little bit more experience, with a little bit more seasoning in the league. Robert Rochelle could probably be a, a, a certainly a competent NFL defensive back. If you can find yourself starting in this league by week five, which is where he was, and starting through week 10, which is what he did before he went down with that injury, that's a pretty successful thing. And again, I'm going to say it again. This is why the Rams can do what they do with Matthew Stafford. This is why they can take a chance on Vaughn Miller and send out a couple of draft picks. This is why they can make a move for Jared Goff and sacrifice uh, a couple of first-round draft picks along the way because they believe they can find players like that. Look, you're not finding Jalen Ramsey in the fourth round, but you might be able to find somebody that can play in the fourth round, that can start in the fourth round, that you can put out there in a Super Bowl situation on a Super Bowl-caliber team and expect them to make some plays and feel reasonably good about it. That's why they can go say, okay, Jim, two first-rounders, fine. Bring, give me Jalen Ramsey. I'm not going to find one of those. I can find somebody that's good enough on the other side. That's an incredibly valuable asset that the Rams have right there. And Robert Rochelle is a great example of that. Ernest Brown was a fifth-round draft pick for them. Uh, practice squad guy most of the season. So not, not a ton of impact right there. And those are your four defensive picks. So you have a guy in Ernest Jones, basic starter for half the season, played in the Super Bowl, got a sack in the Super Bowl. And then you have Robert Rochelle, a cornerback who got hurt towards the end of the season and struggled to get back on the field. But when he was healthy, was a starter for the middle third of the season. That's a pretty good run. on the. Again, keep in mind, these are a fourth-round pick and another fourth-round pick. Or should say, excuse me, a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. These are very, very good returns on draft picks where you're hoping to find guys that can make teams. You're hoping to find guys that maybe can give you a little depth at the position. The Rams are finding starters in these positions, and that is what's incredibly encouraging about where they are right now. Are they capped out? Sure. Have they sacrificed a ton of draft picks along the way? Obviously, F them picks, right? That's Les Snead's motto. He's got a T-shirt and a coffee cup. I want one of those, by the way. But this is what we're talking about. You're going to have to find Rochelle's. You're going to have to find Ernest Jones. You're going to have to find some Skoranics. You're going to have to find, you know, Cooper Cup is the ultimate, you know, diamond in the rough, a third round. John Johnson, who's now in Cleveland, was a late round pick who became a starter very, very quickly in this league. This is where the Rams 
make their money. This is why this is an organization that can continue to thrive despite not having a bunch of first-round draft picks and picking outside the top 100 like they're going to have to do here coming up in the 2022 draft. All right, that's it for this issue of Locked on Rams. Thank you very much for making us our first listen, or your first listen, I should say, every single day. We'll continue to get you ready for the draft. We'll talk a little combine coming up on Locked on Rams tomorrow. Now for your second listen, make it Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, they bring you the NFL Draft every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It also is free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Travis Rogers. Click that subscribe button. Whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.